Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun, week-ending hit of sport for Friday the 17th of June. Today, a naughty dog cops his punishment, the City of Melbourne lands a killer blow in its ongoing rivalry with the City of Sydney, and the golf world is about to get awkward. But first... Netball Australia has got a big problem. Uh-oh, we're in trouble. The most popular female sport in the country is facing financial ruin after a News Corp investigation revealed the sport's governing body is $4 million in debt and has reported losses of $7.2 million over the past two years. There's no cash here. Here, there's no cash, all right? Cash, no. Robbo? No cash. Netball Australia CEO Kelly Ryan confirmed to News Corp that they had been issued a going concern notice by auditors, which basically means that the finance wizards have come in and had a look at the books of Netball Australia and think the organisation is up the SHIT creek without a paddle. But the findings do go a long way to explaining Netball Australia's controversial decision a few weeks back to break with the tradition of rewarding the winner of the major semi-final with home ground advantage for the grand final and instead decide to auction the game off to the highest bidder. Show me the money! And from here, there'll no doubt be a variety of excuses and finger-pointing as to how the sport got itself in this position. But the bigger question is, how does the code correct the mistakes that put it in this position in the first place? Like the fact that reportedly 92% of the Suncorp Super Netball League's total broadcast revenue goes to paying the player's salary. That doesn't sound good. And now the most important party in this whole thing, the players, they're reportedly fed up with the lack of transparency from the governing body and the drums are beating for a change to the governance structure of the sport. Drums? No, drums! Thoughts and prayers with Netball. As Charles Leclerc takes the fastest lap of the race and wins the Australian Grand Prix. There is nothing quite like a Formula One Grand Prix. And there were whispers that Australia might lose its rights to host a race on the F1 calendar. But yesterday, Formula One officially extended its contract with the Victorian government for Melbourne to continue hosting the race until 2035. But not everyone is happy. Well, it's a loss for it's a loss for the F1. It's going to be probably a disappointing event now for years <laughs> to come uh, until it until it obviously comes uh, to its rightful place um, in Sydney. New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet being hilarious in his disappointment about the fact that Sydney was unable to win the right to host the Australian leg of the F1 season. That little response prompted Victorian Minister for Sport and Major Events Martin Pakula to tweet a screenshot of Perrottet's disappointment with the caption. Hook this into my veins. We're not funny. I'm very funny. Seriously, why do these politicians feel the need to try and be clever and funny? Just run the country or your respective parts of it and leave the human to the pros. Are you prepared for punishment? The AFL has been through something of a bad boy streak of late and it's ready to penalise the guilty parties. First up, Melbourne Demons pair Stephen May and Jake Melksham for their restaurant bust-up turn street fight. Free to go. Yep, the AFL has decided that May's club-imposed one-game suspension and the fact that Melksham has had to undergo surgery on a hand injury he suffered while punching May is punishment enough for both the players. So, let's move on to the next case. 
Western Bulldog star Bailey Smith, please take the stand. The AFL has handed Western Bulldog star Bailey Smith a two-match ban for conduct unbecoming after video surfaced of the 21-year-old snorting an illicit substance. Smith is already serving a two-game suspension for headbutting Geelong star Zach Tui, which means his new two-game punishment makes him unavailable till at least round 18. Smith did manage to avoid a financial punishment, but was handed a strike under the game's illicit drugs policy. And that's all we've got on the ticket for today. So, court is adjourned. The US Open of golf is underway, and it's going to be awkward. This is weird. Quick reminder that the PGA Tour has banned several big-name stars who decided to switch their allegiance from the main tour to the newly launched Saudi-backed Live Golf Invitational Series. But the PGA isn't in charge of the US Open. The US Golf Association is, and they've decided to allow the defectors to compete meaning that big names such as Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau, who've accepted the massive cash on offer to leave the PGA, will be teeing off alongside the loyalists, such as Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy, who stayed true to the PGA. <laughs> We're staying! But when it comes to this year's tournament, the real awkwardness is going to be who can shoot under par. The country club in Brookline, Massachusetts is a wicked mistress of a course, and at time of recording, the joint round one leaders are just three under the card, with Adam Scott, the best place of the Aussies, two shots behind at one under. And that is your fast, fun hit of sport to wrap up another week. I'm Liam Flanagan. Enjoy your weekend. I'll catch you Monday on the scorecard. Listener.